mai, haere mai. Welcome to the Maxim Institute podcast. My name is Jason Heal. I'm the communications manager at Maxim Institute, and this is our weekly short-form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in-depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Today, we hear from Maxim researcher Alapa Sita Dil about her recent column. Alapa, welcome to the podcast this week. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Jace. Well, we're looking forward to discussing with you your latest column for Maxim, um, which you wrote on Aotearoa New Zealand Code of Practice for Online Safety and Harms, which was recently released. And one of the things that you pointed out in that column is that the big tech companies uh, can't be left to them to decide for themselves what's right and what's wrong. And that just really struck me as something that uh, I don't think we've had a lot of conversation in the media about. Um, Would you just explain for us what it was that kind of led you to that observation and and what you meant by that when you said that they can't be left to themselves to decide what's right and wrong? Yeah, often when we're talking about big tech, um, so, you know, companies like Facebook and Instagram, social media, we don't really pause to think well, who exactly, um, what exactly governs these companies. You know, they essentially are these huge global corporations that have un- unaccountable power. Yeah, uh, they're, they're almost like faceless entities. Yeah, in like sense. an invisible hand of yeah. some sort of uh, transcendent. Or uh, yeah, so they they basically have all this accrued, um, accrued digital power that people don't realize they're not really held accountable for you know if we Mm. think of um economic power we think of banks and banks are governed and regulated by laws and frameworks and and all these codes but when we think of digital power or technology for example they seem yeah they're left outside of those regulatory conversations or parameters um, so that got me thinking about, you know, we often talk about their products and their services, you know, how we use them, but we don't actually, um, most of the time we don't talk about the people creating these these systems or people creating these companies. You know, if we think of data engineers, we think of platform mediators, well, most jobs will have some sort of accreditation or qualification or criteria um, that deems that you're fit for purpose for this role. I don't think people realise a lot of these roles behind these services uh, within the tech industry, they decide what those roles are. They decide what governs themselves. So I think when any sort of platform or entity, let's say digital power Mm. in this context, isn't um, held accountable, yet we consume so much of it in our daily living, we need to really like... It's hours and hours a week of consumption of this digital product. Yeah without any thought given to I guess what you're you're saying is the character of the people behind it like someone who's creating an algorithm or something that can actually manipulate you in a way yeah absolutely when you know we we are shaped by what we consume you know both physically and also digitally and if we think of we often we think of algorithms as these sort of standalone things that 
come out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> when actually they're designed by people. They're written by people. There there are data engineers that decide what these algorithms do. Programmers, coders who, who create them for a purpose. A whole plethora yeah. of people that basically create what we see online. And we don't know what shapes them. We don't yeah. know their character or their quality and you know some could argue that this isn't important because it's just you know it's just online well actually if it's online but we're consuming it 24 7 it's going to shape us one way or another and if it is shaping us that's right the question is what sort of people are forming us correct yeah that's right and we and we i mean we need to take the same assessments that we look at when we look at books and literature you know we look at the author what's shaped their lives what have they done with their lives, you know? And then we decide, okay, I'm going to give this book a go. Mm. It's, so it's the like, same. It's like when we watch a film, we, right. we ask, what's the worldview behind the yep. film? That's right. Uh, or, or the book. Or who is this person that's written this book? Correct. And, yeah. that, and that, that'll shape whether we engage in it, right, yeah. or not. The, yeah. Those sorts of questions we don't seem, or from what I've seen anyways, and even in my own life, we don't seem to be asking the same things about the way these digital platforms um yeah consume our lives we just i think because it's they feel sort of removed because it's yeah. online you know yeah. so it's, we're like it's ethereal it's, it's not really in the air yeah. in the clouds so yeah. we don't need to be concerned and all those things and no these aren't tin foil things actually we should be concerned because we use digital banking we use microsoft word we use netflix these are all digital platforms that shape our lives we don't see any like What's the old um, DVD stores again? You know, yeah, like the those things. Stores, the we could, stores, yeah, yeah, we could categorize, box those things as this part of our lives. But actually, digital, like the online world, is so heavily ingrained in our daily living. We don't even know any different sometimes. Is it? Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's just you, Allah. I think. Oh, um, good. Yeah, I think we all are consumers of this these platforms, and we we actually need to think carefully about how we consume them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we've been talking about regulation, for example, and I think what I've also talked about in the column is actually we need to regulate uh, these companies, or we need to think about what does regulation look like in terms of online content. Think I also like to flip it as what does self-regulation look like for us as consumers? Yeah. You know, like do we have a time limit? I know for some of my social media apps, and I'm not on many, but I have like a one-hour time limit a day. You know, um, are we so engrossed in the online world that we're missing out on like real life on yeah. reality? Yeah. Um, are, are we, we viewing the world through, through our phones? That's right. And through our screens yeah. instead of an unmediated. Yep. View. Yeah. yeah, embodied. Yeah. Living is to be embodied and in the flesh. And so we need to keep those things in balance with the way we consume these digital services and products as well. So I think self-regulation is healthy in this context that we want to pause, take stock and say, actually, what kind of person am I, am I becoming with, with all this online stuff? And um, is it taking over my world? Do I need to detox or fast or do some sort of like reset in, yeah. in, in a healthy sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Allah, thanks for joining us this week and um, looking forward to hearing your column <laughs> in a moment. So thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Jace. This was awesome. And now let's hear from Allah as she reads her column. This past week saw the birth of the Aotearoa New Zealand Code of Practice for Online Safety and Harms. Five of the world's big tech companies, Meta, Google, TikTok, Twitch and Twitter, in a joint effort to reduce harmful online content, are now signatories to this industry code that sets the benchmark for online safety in the Asia-Pacific region. 
The code is a framework outlining principles and voluntary commitments to safer online practices on digital platforms. With the internet being a borderless terrain, this industry code can be seen as a step in the regulatory direction. On the other hand, it raises questions like, can we honestly regulate online content and harm? As presented in a previous column, what constitutes harm? Who gets to decide what that is? Big tech companies dictate and curate the online world in our modern society. We consume news, schooling and communication with others and the world using their platforms. We interact with technology and digital systems daily, which means we interact with them by the rules of these platforms. Tech companies constantly shape our understanding of the world, so much so that we often forget they operate in a largely unregulated environment. So when tech companies who have vast digital power and are unaccountable for it lead the charge on any form of regulation, societies need to pay attention. Big tech companies decide the rules of engagement within their platforms. Whether we're passive or active users, we are beholden to their rules, terms and conditions. Digital platforms can enforce their laws in a way that any king could only dream of. These companies also collect data on us, further consolidating their digital power. This means we self-regulate our behaviour without anyone needing to tell us yes or no. In 2020, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg called for governments to collaborate with online platforms to develop and adopt new regulation for online content, noting, it's impossible to remove all harmful content from the internet. But when people use dozens of different sharing services, all with their own policies and processes, we need a more standardised approach. Industry codes are a step in that direction. However, what is often missing from the discussion is, if people are still involved in creating and using digital systems and platforms, is regulating online content enough? In addition to traditional modes of regulation, governance, certification and rules apply to digital platforms and products, should we also regulate people? For policymakers, it's time to step up and assess what roles and functions within the influential tech industry need oversight. They cannot be left to decide for themselves what's right and wrong. For the public, it may be a matter of regulating our online behaviours. Is the right to freedom of speech a licence to be unwise and unruly with our words online? When engaging online, it's healthy to check in every now and then to ask yourself, what sort of person are you becoming as you're immersed in this digital world? Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. That's www.maxim.org.nz. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim Institute, goodbye for now.